Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. And today we're going to talk about what life is like once I left Orlando. As I said in the previous episode, I really did love Orlando, and I loved being exposed to what I was exposed to there. The different culture and ethnicities of people, it's something that I really didn't get in my hometown. And I will say this, moving back to my hometown was such an adjustment. It just... I lived on my own for three and a half, four, actually almost five years. So moving back in with my dad was a bit much. It's something I'm still getting used to. Anyway, so from Orlando, I moved back to my small town, this old, 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 old town. And it's just, it's a great place to live once you're like fucking 75, but if you're young, or I shouldn't say if you're just old, like 75. I shouldn't say that. In, disregard the age. It's just once you're old. And basically, and my feeling is this place is where you either go when you've given up or settled down with your kids and your husband and you just want to have like this fabulous life question mark because I don't think it's that fabulous here I think everything closes too fucking early and there's just no difference in like themes around here it's either all palm trees or ocean or Things that try to look high class, but in all honesty, they're just all the same. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably some great places in this town that I don't know about. I mean, it has been a while since I lived here and fully explored because I am a person where I go to another county to support them. I go to Palm Beach County to support their businesses because in all honesty, they have all the gay bars, they have all the gay clubs that we don't have here. This place has one club. One. And it's like the most hetero place on the fucking planet and like, just no. No, I don't want that in my life. I want a place where you can see fabulous go-go boys, where you can see drag queens, where you can see dudes making out with each other, where you can see dudes doing other stuff with each other. That, because there is, you do experience stuff like that when you live in the city. Like, there's this story about the Parliament House that I will tell once I do that episode a 
of the Parliament House. I'm going to do that with my best friend Sean at some point. But anyway, um, and yeah, this place, there is no gay culture here. The gay culture here is on fucking grinder. Like, it's just dudes getting fucked, dudes fucking each other, dudes sucking each other off, dudes just not being able to, like, fully express themselves. There are people that are, like, gay and fabulous here. You can't do it. You get stares from everybody. I walk down the street in my heels and my wig, and people look at me like I'm a fucking alien, which in some ways I feel like one, but still, it's just not the place for me. And here I was when I moved back, depressed, sad, didn't really want to go anywhere because I felt like, yes, I'd gotten a start over in life, but I don't know if it's like, I mean, ultimately now I realize that it was better for me to have a restart in life so that way I could like save up money and eventually get myself a condo in a city where I can just live by myself and have whatever I want to happen happen not having to sneak in guys not having to sneak out to go see guys not having to do stuff in public late at night just Getting to be free. That's probably like the biggest thing that I love about living on my own was freedom. I had the freedom to just be me. I had the freedom to let my freak flag fly, as they say. I just got to be a real person. Then I moved back to small town, Florida, and all of that just stopped. Everything stopped. And it was no more like looking, working, 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 and then looking forward to that one day a week or two days a week where I could just go out and just have fun. There was no more of that. It was all just stay in the house, stare at my wigs, and just... I never actually cried, but I feel like I felt like I needed to sometimes. Because it was sad. I mean... Yes, it was probably financially better for me, but it was sad because... At the end of the day, even I know that money doesn't, like, guarantee you happiness. So, if you're not, like, happy in yourself and happy with everything that you do, then there's no point. Like, it's all just, um, a fucking waste of life. Because this is the one thing. That's why I am probably the person in this world... That is the most, like, sex-positive person ever. 
Because my feeling is, you want to do it, you go fucking do it, boo. You want to go have sex with somebody? Do it. Tell somebody. Go do it. Go do it. Because everyone says you should save yourself for one person. Like, the fuck? You're going to be dead at some point. You're going to be dead. And if you just live your life being, like, frigid and waiting for the one and just only spending life with one person and only having sex with one person, eventually you're going to be, like, getting to the point where you just say, I wonder what life was like if I had been with other people. But then you realize you're fucking married and you're stuck with the same person, always wondering what's on the other side. That's why I say, if you want to do something, do it. Do whatever you want as long as it's not a harm to you or anybody else. Because at the end of the day, as I said, we only got one life. This life is all we got. And in this life, I want to feel as much as I can. So, anyway, getting back to living in small town Florida. My best friend Sean loves it here. He said he's lived here his whole life. He never wants to move. As someone who's lived somewhere else, especially in a bigger city, I can just not imagine wanting to stay here your whole life. It's so... boring. It's boring. This place is boring. But anyway, to each their own. So, then, fast forward a little bit. Eventually, we found, me and my friend Sean and I found this place that hosted drag shows every week. And we were going there, and I was getting dressed up. And it was okay. It wasn't amazing. People were trying, I think, I hope, but I was used to the fabulous shows in Orlando, and I was seeing these, like, B version, for, like, versions of drag, and in some ways, it was, like, awesome to be there, but in other ways, it kind of is, like, this is what drag is around here? Just this. There were uh, there were a few like great queens. Don't get me wrong, but overall, it's just sad. But I digress. So eventually, at one point, they did have an amateur competition, and I did perform, and I didn't win. Story of my life, but. I felt like I did a great job, and I recorded it, and I still watch it to this day, and I'm like, when I was singing, my vocals were on fucking point, and that's what I love, is knowing that you can go out and perform, give it your all, and you're still gonna live 
I don't know what that was. What I mean is, I live on stage. And I live talking about being on stage or seeing people on stage. Seeing people perform and just sing their heart out and give their all into a performance. That's why I love watching videos of like Lady Gaga, who is my favorite singer of all time. Little Monsters, pause up. I love Gaga. She just is probably the most amazing musician to come out of the last decade. I mean, yes, you got people like Ariana Grande, who are amazing vocalists. You got people like Dua Lipa, who I also love. But there is nobody like Gaga, because Gaga came onto the scene, and she like just changed what everyone was thinking about music. I remember, in some ways, I feel like Lady Gaga made me realize how, like, fucking gay I was. It wasn't just me looking at dudes' asses and thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's fucking normal to just stare at a guy's ass. Like, <laughs> I know, it's the shit we all tell ourselves. It's normal. It's completely normal to look at a guy's crotch. It totally makes you straight. Please. Um... But anyway, I just, I don't know what I can say. I just, I love Gaga. I love every album she's done. Probably my favorite out of all of them is either Born This Way or Art Pop. I just love those two. And I know some Lady Gaga fans that they're listening to this will cringe when they say that I love art pop, but I really do. It's an album that was very unappreciated in its time, but now looking back at it almost 10 years later, it was so just ahead of its time. And that's why people didn't like it, because people just can't listen to hard EDM music and electronic music, which I love. I love electronic music. I love EDM. I love just music that they could play at like a circuit party or some moral world or whatever. And just that's why I got my best life listening to that album. Just from the moment it started with Aura, probably one of my favorite songs to do as well is Aura because it's got that guitar intro at the beginning and then it slaps into the hard EDM beat and just it's amazing uh, anyway wow I sounded so gay there I don't care I'm gay and I'm proud and I fucking love myself that's what I'm gonna say on this podcast if I ever think I'm getting too gay, I'm just going to say, I love myself. And I really do. So, anyway. Back to... What was I even talking about? I don't know. I'll go in a different direction. So, this small town. Anyway. Oh, I was talking about performers. There we go, see? I can get myself back on track. 
So, after seeing those performers at the Backroom Tavern, which is the place where they performed, it was just not... I wasn't as happy, like, watching people perform as I was performing. So, that's when I started, like, going and exploring down in Palm Beach County. And I found this place called HG Roosters. It's currently not open because it caught on fire during COVID. But it was there that I got up on that stage and I was performing. And I just loved it. I loved it. I actually remember the first time I went there wasn't when I was performing. It was with my friend Sean. We went there for New Year's Eve one year. And the place was just packed with people. But it was so great. It was so great to be in a gay bar. That's the one thing that I'll say. Every time I walk into a gay bar, it's like, yes, I'm home. I'm home. Thank fucking God. Out of this heterosexual world like shit. That's why when straight people say, why isn't there straight pride? Why isn't there straight pride? Bitch, you don't need a fucking straight pride. You own everything. Straight people own everything. I'm tired of straight people complaining about. I don't hear it a lot, but when I do hear it, it's sad. When I hear straight people saying like, oh, we need pride. We need a celebration too. You have a pride. It's called life. It's called fucking life. You can literally walk out there, be straight, kiss whoever you want, do whatever you want to your girlfriend, pretty much. And nobody's going to fucking say anything. But gay people, depending on what part of the country you're in, it's still like, just, we have to hide this. We can't hold hands. We can't kiss. Because people will say horrible things. People might beat us up. People might do whatever they want and just leave us for dead. Well, maybe not for dead, but like, leave us beat up. And it's like, we are people too. That's one thing that I have to tell all these straight people who hate on gay people and say it's a sin. Newsflash, we are people. We were born this way. You fucking morons. Wake the fuck up and realize that you may think we're living in sin, but you know what? That's who we are. We're not going to change to conform to your way of life. Because if I conform to your way of life, God. I I just, I can't. I, I can't. Like, I'm wearing a fucking wig. I can't. I can't. I can't conform to your way of life. I'm wearing heels. I'm sorry. I have heels. I own wigs. I own thongs. I just, I, I, I can't. I can't, baby. Just, you go on living yo true, fabulous, straight life that's so boring. It's like, you do that. But don't tell me I have to. God, I went off on a rant. But... Anyway, being in the gay bar. So, while I was in Palm Beach County, after Rooster's 
caught on fire during COVID and once everything was opening back up, I kind of hopped around to places. I went to Propaganda, Howlin' Owl, Pennies at Duke. I kind of went to those three. Pennies at Duke. I love that place. It's so sad to see it close. Anyway, um, but not all those were gay bars, but they were very inclusive. My favorite of those three, and I also used to perform at this place called, um, the House Lounge. They had a little bit of time where they were letting people perform there. Anyway, um, was Howlin' Owl because... I love the manager there. His name was Frank, and he just, I remember the, he's, he told me the first time he ever saw me perform, he just, like, almost fell in love with my energy. And I love doing that for people. I love people getting to see me and just getting happiness and joy. That's probably, like, the main reason after the fact of, like, I just wanted to perform and be in front of people. It's that feeling of, like, making someone's day. And just realizing that you make them happy. They may have been having a rough day at work, but you can sit there and perform for them. And they will just live their best life. And that for me, is the main reason I started perform. Well, not the main reason I started performing, but it was one of the reasons that I love performing, and I still love to perform. I may not be doing it as much anymore because I'm doing this podcast, and I'm going to be doing another podcast with one of my friends I met at work. Her name's Esmeralda. We're going to be doing a podcast called Queer Eye with a Queer Deer. And just, this is going to take a lot of my time. Podcasts take a lot of time. But I still love performing. I still love just holding a microphone in my hand and just getting to sing and be my best self. I just, I love it. It's, I can't even describe the feeling to people because if I tried to, they wouldn't get it. For people who just don't ever want to perform, you can't ever really tell them how it's going to feel. They just, in some ways, the best way I can describe, and this is more me as a songwriter, when you are writing a song and it comes to fruition, in some ways, the best way I can describe it is like when a woman gives birth. It's like, that song's your baby. Like, it's yours. It's your song. You did the work on it. You made the lyrics. A lot of times you may make a beat and you just, you feel that song. You feel it in your soul. And sometimes it may not be like the most deep song, but not every song can be deep. Because sometimes 
listen, I make a lot of songs. I've made, I make a lot of songs. I've made a lot of songs. Um, and it's just some of them are deep. Some of them do have meaning, but sometimes I just want to shake my ass. Sometimes I just want to talk about taking dick. Like I'm a human being. I have sex. Woo, scariness for some people. But guess what? Everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people have sex. Most people have sex, except for asexual people. It's a part of life. I just don't get the people who just feel that they can't have sex or they can't like masturbate or whatever to me that's just like such a sad way to live life to just not be able to do anything and just constantly wait for the right person it's like oh so sad so sad so sad so sad Baby, that just feels so bad. But if that's how you want to live your life, and that's how you want to waste the limited time you have on this planet, waiting for Prince Charming, then do it. I'm not going to stop you. But don't stop me from wanting to go out and see other people. And enjoy other people's company. Because... I know that this life ends very shortly. And in some ways, I feel like there are times where it's going to be not very long for me. I say that because I'm going to go into depth in this in another episode, but I suffer from depression and I've been suicidal twice. So... I understand the feeling of not wanting to be on this earth anymore because life's rough. And like, especially being a songwriter, I feel, and being a performer, there were times in this life where I feel like when you get, for example, when you're a doctor or you're a lawyer, they teach you to go to school. Well, they don't teach you to go to school, but you go to school for that. When you're a songwriter, you basically just have this talent. And from there, it's like, do what you want with this. Do whatever life path you're going to take, because this is what you're supposed to do. Well, that's not easy, especially when you live in a small town. You don't have tons of money. And you're just wanting to express yourself. It's like, I, great, I have this talent. What do I do with it? I mean, do I write for other people? Do I write for myself? I mean, obviously, I want to write for myself because I want to express my pain. But should I keep a song for my pain? Or should I give it to somebody else and see if they can connect to that pain? There's a lot of questions that go through your head as a songwriter. 
there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. But, anyway, and I've tried to make it. And, in some ways, I feel like I haven't made it because I wasn't ready. Like, in some ways, I'm like, thank goodness that I didn't get discovered at, like, 15 years old. I'm so glad because I look back at 15. I thought I was straight at 15. As I said in my rant before about looking at guys. I thought I was straight. I'm pretty sure like all gay people at one point thought they were straight. If you have the luxury of like knowing you're gay and being able to just know that and say that from like almost from birth. You should be glad. Because it wasn't like that for all of us. Like, I know I probably had it better than, like, generations before me. But it still, it wasn't, like, a glittery road down to being gay. It's like, we all still lied to ourselves. Especially me. Because I came from a Catholic upbringing. And... Every time I heard the pastor say, being gay is wrong. It's wrong to have those feelings. It's wrong to not just be... It. They were basically saying that it was wrong for me to be myself. And it's like, you want me to go with a woman that I have no attraction to because it says so? In your book, in some book that was allegedly written by somebody who talked to God. What? I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm here to say I will never do that. I will never go on the path that you want me to just because you want to appease your theoretical man in the sky. Like, I don't even believe in him. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like, telling me I gotta live my life the way you want. This is not a dictatorship, which is essentially what religion is. If you live by religious laws, then you are living in a dictatorship. You're living with some guy who says, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do this. First of all, how does anybody know? Because as far as I know, most people who have talked to gods or like talked to God have been considered schizophrenic. They're like put in mental institutions when they say, I hear God, God told me to do this, God told me to do that. Most people look at them like they're fucking crazy. And you're going to tell me that you are supposed to be like treated differently because you said... Well, I'm not crazy. I heard it. I heard it myself. I hear voices too. That may not, that doesn't mean that like it's from God. It may just be that you have like multiple personality disorder and you're hearing multiple voices that are stuck in your head. But you shouldn't go to a church to fix that. You should go to a therapist. Duh. God. I know. I'm going to be very opinionated on this podcast. And honestly, I don't care. 
at some point, somebody may want to cancel me once I get, like, famous on this podcast, crossing fingers, hoping that that happens. And they may want to cancel me. But you know what? I got an opinion. That's why I feel like anyone who gets behind a mic should have something to say. If you don't have something to say, then just stay and watch people who do. Because you're going to waste everybody's time if you just get behind a mic and don't know what to say. And you shouldn't pre-script things out. Like, obviously, you could tell from this podcast, I don't script anything. I go off the cuff because that's how it should be. This isn't like a stand-up routine. This is my story. My story and my opinions. I'm not going to, like, script that out. I'm going to say whatever comes to my mind, and that's what you're going to hear when you're listening to this. You're going to hear what I have to say through this damn microphone. And I love it that way. I do. I love it that way. And I love doing this. I love the idea of podcasts. I remember I wasn't originally on board with them. Like, I remember years ago my sister started listening to podcasts. I'm like, what's the point? Of listening to podcasts. I'm just going to bump my music. And like. Just jam out and dance. And twerk in my car. And like. Now that I listen to podcasts. Like sibling rivalry. Messy pod with. Mike and Mac. And race chaser. I just I love them. I love getting to hear. People's stories. Or people review shit. And like. It's amazing. It's amazing. Although I've never really listened to a podcast like this before. And that's why I... Like, that. I will admit, episode one of this podcast was very rough. I feel like this is a little bit better. Because as, you, as you're going to see, if you keep on keeping with me on this journey, which I hope you do. I'm going to get more and more comfortable on this microphone. It's not going to be so rough and hard. But that's how I feel that all things are at the beginning. When you don't have, like, a production company behind you telling you what to say, it's rough. It's going to be rough. It's just what it's going to be, and that's just should be how it is it shouldn't be like oh my god you turned on the mic you're amazing from the very beginning because even if you have a talent to get behind a mic and talk like I'm doing right now talents have to be honed and they have to be like perfected because for example it's not like Howard Stern someone I love was, like, great from the very beginning. It's like, you have to fucking fail a little bit. And you have to kind of just learn and be like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And eventually it will just... You'll eventually get there and it won't be so rough getting to be behind a mic. But as I... But with that said, I will say I can't wait for 
there to be guests on this podcast or to do this podcast, Queer Eye with a Queer Deer, that I'm going to do with my friend Esmeralda because it will mean that I won't have to do all the work. It'll be like, ah, freedom at last. Somebody's here to help me. Thank goodness this thing has been so rough. But anyway, I don't feel like it's rough. I feel like it gets rough in the beginning, but other than that, once I get in the zone and I see that counter at the bottom and just realize that like time is going to keep going, it feels great. Feels amazing to just sit and listen to a podcast and well listen, record a podcast and it's free. It's free. And I think with that I'm gonna end. So thank you for listening. This has been Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond. See you next time.